All right. I have ripped the phone book that I have on my desk in half. Still have the phone book because I try to do the world's strongest man thing. And I've only ever been able to do it with this song pumping up. So thank you, Cam, for helping me achieve that goal. Biden notches his biggest win yet. And the media celebrates by continuing to focus almost exclusively on Trump. And while the news can't get enough of former President Trump, the agenda being pushed isn't really about him. It's about something much, much bigger. It's about the Great Reset. You're watching the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is the host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless. We had a bit of audio echo issues, which is why we started a bit late. And we got it all figured out now. So, Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm living, breathing. Got through a full work day. So... Yeah, just yeah. living your best life, right? Yep. You know what Gotta, they say? Just grinding, grind, keeping my nose to the old grindstone. Always. Yeah, well, I guess you got to do that from from time to time. What is the grindstone, anyway? I, I mean, I understand the saying, obviously, but what's that? I, mean, I, I would assume I can't picture it, it. it's like a uh, like black blacksmithing, because mm. they'll have like, the. have you ever seen anyone do blacksmith work? I have at art festivals. So I don't know that they were like out in the field doing it. Okay. Well, at certain points when they're making knives and weapons, they, they go up to the, the grinder. Oh, I see now. I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the grindstone in this case is just the old fashioned version of that. I don't know that I'd want to put my nose to this grindstone I'm looking at. It looks like it would saw your face right off. Just, just eliminate your nose altogether if you hold it there too long. So that would be a hard day's work for sure. <laughs> so the top story. Well, first, what's... Who's going to be on your show tomorrow? You got a show tomorrow night, right? Or is it Thursday? No, Thursday night. Thursday. I have a, right. a show with uh, my good friend Josh Hires, who I met in college, who was essentially one of my my heroes. And so we're going to talk about um, where he's been. We're going to do some some catch up, and uh, at the same time, uh, he also has gone through a uh, an illness that's kind of taken taken him out of life in general. And so I'm going to talk to him about that and how that's affected him and how it's changed yeah. his views, crap like that, you know, yeah. boring cam stuff. Well, that sounds interesting to me. Definitely having an illness or somebody in your family having a, a debil- debilitating illness. I don't think I said that word right, but you know what I mean. That <laughs> definitely can change your perspective on a lot of things. So I wish him well, and I'm sure it will be a very interesting episode. You made me think of a clip that I heard earlier on CNN about monkeypox and yeah. I couldn't. I tried to find it. It was on their midday show, and they don't put a lot of the clips out for those, and the podcast version was not yet. Otherwise, I was going to clip it and bring it because I thought it was hilarious. They had this guy on, a doctor, and they were talking about monkeypox. And I think it was Dana Bash, the midday host, was asking him. She was saying, well, you know, college kids, they they get in these close quarters, and they tend to frolic, (laughs) you know? And uh, so it's a little more – it's the same doom and gloom Trump Nazi during the midday, just with a little more cheery attitude than it is at night. And so she posed that question to him. What should college students do or know about monkeypox? And the doctor, it's the first time I'd ever seen him on there. And he kind of spoke around himself a bit, which I know I've done from time to time before, for sure. And he was like, oh, well, um, uh, that's a great FAQ. It's our top FAQ. What we tell all these college students who might be frolicking is that before they cuddle each other, they need to inspect each other's bodies. Oh my and that was it. I just thought that was the funniest thing. Make sure you inspect your partner's body before you cuddle them up in college. You know, when you come home drunk from a bar and you start getting on, you have to stop, stop. I have to investigate your privates first. 
Make sure there's no pox down there. And the best part about the clip, I don't know if I misheard his name or if this is actually his name, but they said, thank you, Dr. William Shatner. And then they moved on to the next segment without addressing it. I was like, what, Dr. William Shatner speaking on monkey pox and inspection before cuddling. It was a priceless clip in my mind. You, you can catch gems like that on CNN Midday from time to time. Yeah. But that is not the top story of the day. Top story of the day today is that the best two weeks of Biden's pres- presidency, it continues as he has notched his biggest win yet today by signing his climate change Build Back Better bill, now known by the Orwellian name, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's hilarious almost. This <laughs> Is hands down his biggest win yet, according to what the media tells us, ever so briefly before they then abruptly shift to talking about Trump exclusively, to Biden's rival, like his arch rival right now. And on his best day, that's all they talk about. That's bad, too. Like the greatest day of your presidency, the media you thought loved you talks about your arch rival only. And this is Biden's dream job, too. You know, he tried for, what, like 30 years to get this job before he finally got it, and this is how they treat him on the day of his crowning achievement. They're obsessed with Trump like they always are. Biden's gone. I've said that over and over again, but we all know that Biden's gone when they can't even talk about you on your first day. I tried to clip Tapper's show, which just ended a little while ago. He opened his show like this today. It was right after Biden's little speech he gave and, and the signing ceremony that he did. It goes to Jake Tapper, the lead, and Tapper goes, a little intro music, and, and Tapper says, President Biden signs his groundbreaking climate legislation today, continuing his winning streak. And now on to our politics lead, the three investigations into the former President Trump. And that's just what they spent all of their time talking about. Wow, Biden's win. You guys must really be supporting this guy. What they're actually doing, is the Democrats anyway, is they want to claim those wins, so to speak, the, the legislative wins they're saying that he's gotten, but they don't really want to give him full credit for them. They want to say that he stayed out of it and that Congress took care of the negotiations so that they can then take it to their constituents, their progressive constituents who apparently want to live in a, a global dystopia, build back better, great reset world, and tell them, we got this done. You don't need Biden. That way they can replace him when he's out, probably. I think he's going to be out, like I said this before, after the midterms, but We will see. So, before we get to what people are really talking about, the news really cares about, and that is all of the Trump investigations, all all of them, there's so many of them now, I do want to go through some of the clips of Biden's little ceremony. I think we should give the president some attention since nobody else in the media is. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, I just found, did you see any of the ceremony, the signing ceremony? Of course I didn't. I, (laughs) I found it. Interesting to watch because it was every time Biden gets on camera, there's always a possibility he's going to be a little, little off sometimes. And I've been of the opinion that for a while now that he's either a brilliant actor or he had a stroke because he kind of behaves in that way to me. I know there's some other possibilities that people think he might have, but he seems like he might have had a stroke to me. So it's always an adventure when he's up there talking. And he said some pretty interesting things about what's in the bill and what this bill is going to do. So I want to get your reaction if you've got anything to say. And then while I find this clip to put it to load in here and then we'll play these babies. I was just wondering, what do you think that Donald Trump would have said to Dana Bash uh, while he was she was kind of going into him and insulting him? What do you what do you think his response would have been if he was Dana, on the phone? Dana, your bush is on fire. You got to put that bush out, Dana. Uh, you, you can't you can't come at me anymore like that, okay? Probably, probably something like so. Something derogatory like that. 
or just Trump actually, there's an interview that he did with Jake Tapper when he was running for president back in 20, it's either late 2015 or 20, early 2016. And he just bulldozed Tapper. I mean, he owned oh, it. Yeah. Tapper was out of his league and Trump is like that in a lot of interviews, but he can also, he's a charming guy. So like, say what you will about Trump. For me, I didn't vote for him because I think he's a P.T. Barnum and I don't trust him, but he's yeah. funny. He can be charming and he will bulldoze you in an interview. Absolutely, he will. Um, yeah, I, it definitely. reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from him, though. And so what, what I imagine he said was, uh, shut up, silly woman. <laughs> that's what that's what I imagine in my head. That is funny. He does always pick the most based. Now, I don't mean based like based, but base surface. <laughs> childish yeah. insult that he just knows is just going to tick off the other people. <laughs> now, I'm sure he's got a team of people helping him, like workshopping that stuff. But oh, still, yeah. they do a good job at being hilariously petty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's this clip here? All right, here we go. Uh, Biden's bill, Build Back Better under a new name. President Biden name. will... Oh, okay. So, yeah, I put this one first just because I, I wanted to show you how excited... Chuck Schumacher is about this bill. Here he is. President Biden will sign the Inflation Reduction Act into law today. <laughs> He's like a child with the way that he moves his arms. If you're just listening to this, we have Schumer here in this ceremony room where they did this. And I'm going to show you the intro that they did. Next. It's weird. The camera angle and the music and just the way they brought Biden in was a little bit odd. But Schumer's up here and every time he flails his arms around, it's like he's a toddler who has yet to gain the coordination or strength to control his arms. That's how he throws his arms around when he claps and when he does this little celebration cheer that he does here. Very odd. Celebration cheer. Yeah, a little celebration here. I oh. think this is the intro where they're welcoming Biden and his crew into the room. Hmm. Well, that's a sunset right there, but now. <laughs> I'm going to stop it for the people that are listening. The camera angle here, it's weird. The Well, it's not necessarily the camera angle. It's the setup of the room. I like to look at stuff like this because I've done film, I've done TV, and I've seen people who are set designers work. And man, these people are good. They can really dress up a room and make it look a, a certain a certain homey way or retro way, and they're great at it. I don't know if this room is always like this. I'm not sure what this room is. Maybe some people in the Rockfin chat do, do know. But the misalignment of the flags in the back is off-putting to me. It makes the whole thing oh, off yeah. balance. You, you see what I mean? There's, yeah. there's more flags on one side than there is on the other. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Why? Oh, it, it makes the camera angle look cut off. It's weird. <laughs> and then watch when when they come in. It really throws the whole thing off when they enter too. I think. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, accompanied by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn. Now, before they walk in, Trump would have definitely had the WWE guy. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> President Trump. That, that, that's the way he would have done it, which I, I think he actually does that at his rallies. He really brings the entertainment level in. This guy, it was a little more than I expected, to be honest with you. I kind of, this kind of, I was not expecting this. I thought maybe somebody would come up to the podium, the over the speaker announcement guy, 
Not quite WWE, but not bad. Let's see the intro. Now, if Biden walked in in a toga and he was throwing chairs around, then Biden would have my respect, but I don't think we're going to get that here. <laughs> Wearing his black mask. Okay, I have a question for everyone listening and for you. You might know the answer. I don't. I'm not used to this type of intro in music when they are doing these signing ceremonies. Is this common that they do this all the time? This seems like they did it a little bigger today to mark the event. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they always do it like this, but it just seems a little bit over-the-top ceremonial to me, like a a real, we need to make sure we have a celebration. Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking this whole time because typically I don't watch these things. But like the the older I get, the more I see stuff like this, I am just just I, I don't it it mm, gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's something so creepy about the pomp and circumstance of a dude walking on stage to talk about a bill, like to that music, up. to that grand yeah. entrance that they did. It's almost like they threw it together. You know, like like a, like a, some of our podcast shows, we just kind of we will throw it together. And we, they throw it together like, hey, let's get, let's get so-and-so to go get on the loudspeaker and we'll do one of those big grand entrances like Trump does at his rallies. But they happen to pick the guy with like the highest pitch voice who didn't have any much emotion to it. Right. And they're like, how many flags do we have? How many flags do we have? They're like six. And right. so, perfect. Four on one side, two in the middle. Perfect. Somebody who's clearly not OCD set those up. They have no OCD <laughs> tendencies whatsoever because it is driving me crazy looking at those. It really is. All right. Here we go. Oh, there's a. Let's have a round of applause for the great staff. Uh, this is what I was talking about. So I showed you his hands earlier where he shook his hands in celebration. I just put this clip in there because I want you to watch the way he claps here. I mean, he's like a toddler with the way he uses his arms. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for the great staff, White House and House and Senate. He claps like that. <laughs> Let me say from. Was that a little sound effect you had there? It was. I like it. Did you get some new, a new piece of technology you're I using? Sh- I sure did. But my, my, my new buddy, Alan, sent me a Rodecaster Pro. So I have all sorts of stuff right now. Wow. That's high tech right there, man. That's oh, great. Yeah. You probably got a lot of sound effect buttons, stuff like that. Heck yeah, I do. Cool stuff, man. I love it. <laughs> was that a, gu- a gun? Yeah. Heck- well, we can't do that, dude. We'll have the FBI knocking down our door if we do anything like that with Biden on screen, which we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So now these clips moving forward here are just Biden talking about the importance of the bill and what's in the bill and stuff. And I'll stop it periodically and we can talk about, you know, just get your thoughts on it. I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Do you know what I love about Joe Biden is, of course, I think what they've done to him is elder abuse and them not giving him really the praise is just like an insult on top of Total insult, dude. But there is always a chance that he will crap himself while speaking, and I live for that. See, I think one of the things I was thinking about earlier today is like he doesn't get any any fanfare really other than this little thrown together celebration. No news media coverage. Everybody focuses on Trump. No statue that they're going to memorialize him with. I, I think if they do a Biden statue, I think the most iconic moment, I was thinking about the one that you just said there, we could do that one as a statue, yeah. but I think the most iconic moment for a Biden statue would be him tripping up the plane steps. I want to see yeah. a statue of that. Put it oh. right there on the White House, in front of the White House. 
Did you ever see the cartoon that someone made of him talking about his time as a lifeguard? I haven't seen the cartoon. I have heard. Oh. Is that where he beat the black guy with the chain? Well, no, that that's that's a. I think that's a. It's connected, but if I can find it, I want to show you this this. Okay. Cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him talking about that. I just he might maybe he was a lifeguard. I don't know. Maybe. It's, obviously, when somebody's older, it's harder to picture them as a lifeguard. <laughs> what if he was a lifeguard right now? What What if he ends his presidency and he goes back to being a lifeguard? All I want is a a reboot of Baywatch starring Joe Biden and Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Oh my gosh, dude, that would be, I would watch that. I would throw up, but I would definitely watch it. But Nancy Pelosi, you know, she can pull it off. I think I've told you my theory before that Nancy Pelosi and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. they they look the exact same, other than from the neck up, they look the exact same naked. I don't know who has whose body, <laughs> but from the neck down, exact same. Not heard this before, and it's terrifying to think about. Yeah, it could be good or bad, depending on whichever. Either way, shocking. Either yes. way. All right, so here's Biden talking about his new bill, crowning achievement. To start with this law, the American people won and the special interests lost. The American people won and the special interests lost. The American people won and the special interests lost, just so you know. Yeah, won. Oh, winning. I can't. See, you only did it twice. Usually it goes in threes, so I wanted to add the third one in there for you. Oh, well, thank you. We're in a session of. A session. For a while, people doubted whether any of that was going to happen. But we are in a season of substance. This administration began amid a dark time in America. All right, we're in a season of substance. So much substance going on when we have to call bills the Inflation Reduction Act, which is just another name for the Build Back Better bill that didn't get passed initially. That's what This is a climate bill, and they're literally talking about it as a climate bill. And they just threw the Inflation Reduction Act on it. But we're in a season of substance when you have to give it an empty Orwellian name in order to push it through and con the American people with a messaging campaign that they're going to be going on a tour doing shortly before the midterms, trying to make people care about this. Yeah. But we're not in a recession. No, of course not. Just, you know, the dictionary, yeah. it is malleable. Yeah. Malleable. Absolutely. As Jim said, a once in a century pandemic, devastating joblessness, clear and present threats to democracy and the rule of law. Now, what is that, I wonder? Clear and present threats to democracy and the rule. It is Trumpyism. It is anything, anybody who disagrees or questions the main narrative. We'll talk about that in a little while, but that's a definite theme that is being promoted in the news. It's being associated next to other certain stories, which I'll get into a little bit later. And I, I'm going to go back to it. I was going to bring it today, but I didn't get a chance to print it out. The thing, the, the strategy to counter domestic terrorism that Biden published or his office published back in January. I, I want to go back and revisit that and revisit Operation Flashpoint because I think we are seeing this stuff really fully operational right now. Doubts about America's future itself. And yet we've not wavered, we've not flinched, and we've not given in. Instead, we're delivering results for the American people. Results. We didn't tear down. We build up. We didn't look back. We look forward. And today, today offers further proof that the soul of America is vibrant, the future of America is bright, and the promise of America is real and just beginning. The promise of America is real and just beginning. First of all, what is the soul of America? He says that a lot. And now we hear other Democrat candidates saying the soul of Georgia, the soul, whatever state they're running for, they're talking about the soul of the Mark, state. They're yeah. trying to, 
Yeah. The, yeah. They're trying to win that. So what, what that is, I think, is a way to describe the values that they want to impose upon the country, upon the state. And if we're going with the Build Back Better thing, which they definitely are, Biden is absolutely a puppet for the World Economic, World Economic Forum and the Council on Foreign Relations. They say these things before he does, and then he claims they're his. I mean, literally, he says them verbatim sometimes, like three weeks after they do. This is a global progressive agenda they want to impose on people. I think that's what he means by the soul. Well, yeah, and I, I think that what's interesting is, you know, he says it's the soul of America. And all the things that they're describing are actually in direct contradiction to the start of America. You're it's right. like, oh, they really cared about democracy. No, read just about anything that any of the founding fathers said about democracy and you'll find out that you're dead wrong i mean look at they're, they're like insurrection this is un-american it's the most american thing there's ever been period right <laughs> yeah i think the lens that they're trying to promote is the opposite of that though i think that, that i think what real we see this with a, a 1619 project versus the you know the history that that people knew before the 1619 project became uh, a controversy or, or a thing i i think this idea that uh, it's been, we're just at the beginning of the opportunities in America. I think this is a, a part of this whole agenda here where we're at the beginning of the opportunity for America to take a step back and to stand in solidarity with Ukraine first, stuff like that, to put the global order first before you and your family. I, I think that that is the new way of, of looking at things that they want to push with some of this language that they use because they absolutely – they absolutely think about the words that they use. They think about the order they use. Now, Biden might not always nail them. Nobody does to give him, you know, not be too hard on him there. And I, I can't I can't be too rough on an older guy who, I mean, he's almost 80, who's having a hard time getting through a teleprompter thing. So he's going right. to slip up. I think any 80-year-old person would. But I think that they are subtly putting, they're not going to come right out and say, hey, we're going to push you into a communist global order that is operated by fascists like Klaus Schwab control, controlling you, shaping reality through the global corporations, your rights, your values, they don't matter. They're, he's not going to come out and say that. It's like the communist appeals. They would come right out at first to try and just hardcore red communist, Lenin, come be a communist, and it scared people away. So what they said is we're not doing that anymore. We're going to hide our communist colors, and we're going to infiltrate. We're going to slowly but surely make it normal. And once it gets normal, then we will be openly communist again. I think we're seeing a lot of that right now. Well, let, let me ask you. I don't know if you know this. Um, I know, uh, or if anyone who's listening does. But this rehash of the Build Back Better, I think it's very clear why they changed it to the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, in addition to what you've said, which is, do you not remember what one of the big parts of Build Back Better was? more stimulus for the people and so yes. they strip I, as far as i know i haven't seen anything about new stimulus or about new tax uh what they did with kids you know the child tax credit you could get in advance i don't hear anything about that going on so they just repackaged it and renamed it so people might think it's a also think that it's a different thing that they didn't just get reneged on yeah i think they i, I haven't read through all the bill in fact yeah. I doubt anybody actually has. It's probably written yeah. by multiple people. And I don't know how many pages this one was. What what was the was it the Obamacare one was like a thousand, two thousand pages and they got it pushed through today. I think that there is more stimulus coming actually. I saw a few stories okay. 
that I, I know at the state level, and, and it could be at the state level where they're pushing this because we know they're trying to go through the states at the local level through their controlled operatives that they either got elected to like George Soros funding or whoever else and get them to do their bidding at the local level so it appears to be spontaneous and natural. But yes, I'm seeing it here. Definitely at the state level, they're going to be sending these stimulus checks. And I'd be willing to bet that there is some sort of federal grant for those who end up doing this on their own. So if they make the choice right. to do that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that that is the case here. And I think I saw, I'll look it up later. I think I saw federal stuff, maybe, at least they're talking about it. But you might be right. They might have taken that out. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what changed. Past mansion. If, they, if it was in there. Yeah, no, they got past Manchin. That's the one. Manchin's in the room. Biden makes a couple of jokes at Manchin's expense. You know, he rags him a little bit for holding things up, but praises him as well. So let's see what the old man's got to say. Look. Well, yeah, look. I the bill I'm about to sign is not just about today. It's about tomorrow. It's about delivering progress and prosperity to American families. It's about show- how high are gas prices right now. And I, I don't care if they've gone down 59 days in a row. They're still like a dollar higher than they were at, at its peak last year. So let's not talk about prosperity and try to ignore all those other things. And I have a question. Is it Putin's price hike or is it climate change's price hike? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm hearing both of them being blamed. Make up your mind. Yeah. Putin's climate hike price the American and the American people that democracy still works in America, notwithstanding all the, all the talk of its demise. Tell that to anybody who doesn't think the 2020 election was the most secure in the history of the world. Right. T- tell them democracy still works when they can't even ask a legitimate question, even though it's been proven there. I- I'll say this over and over again. I try to say it in a way where I'm not going to get censored saying it because you do start to worry that if you even bring it up, your fee's going to get struck. But they they pulled out on the right and on the on the left, it's it was a mistake. It wasn't widespread. And if you, and on the right, people say widespread. That's the problem is that terminology is using widespread. If you stick with what you yourself can prove easily or people you know have the stuff they can prove. And I, I know from... Garland Favrito, Voter GA, from articles in the AJC, which confirm some of this stuff but give a different explanation. One of them is the discrepancies in a vote count. I can't remember which county it was. There's a number of them where this happened in Georgia. Where No, in, in Georgia. That's Arizona. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and I was confused, obviously. Trump got – the one I'm thinking about, Trump got like 88 more votes after they realized the discrepancy. Now, this is something that no one disputes. No one on the left, no one on the right disputes that there was a discrepancy in the count and 88 votes that went to Biden were actually for Trump. Okay, Now, that yeah. that's not widespread. That's one example. Now, if you – we're able to examine that and multiply it across the country, maybe you find more. But that's where people get railroaded by process. They, their, their lawsuits get thrown out by process, not by content. And the media coverage on this, I saw this extraordinary AJC, Google News Initiative Controlled AJC article about how I was just a mistake and Raffensperger took care of it. He fired those clowns. On the right, evidence of widespread voter fraud. I'm telling you, don't call it that. Don't call it evidence of widespread voter fraud. Call it something. Call it the thing that both the left and right agree on. There was a discrepancy in the vote count here. Nobody disagrees. They disagree on the explanation. Now let's see where else there was a, discre- where else there was a discrepancy. Stop throwing out the cases on process. I think that's how you talk about it without 
running afoul of the language police and getting yourself kicked off all the streams. I don't know. Maybe that'll get you kicked off too. Probably. Not just for the privileged few, but for all of us. Oh, the privileged few. But for, so he's not the privileged few. He's saying right. America, the democracy works not just for the privileged few, like, but for all of us. You know, like him and Hunter Biden, democracy really, really works. I wish they were playing Hunter Biden in that green room where he's floating in that no gravity tank, smoking crack and playing with his foot. No, I got to stop my language there. Playing flip with himself. Flop. Yeah, playing his flip flop. And. Just a little picture and picture up there at the top while Biden is doing all this celebratory things and they're talking about Biden's integrity and everything. I think we should have a have that spliced together. Actually, it would be a, a funny video. You know, they did the Joe Rogan video of Joe Rogan watching Alex Jones in court say when he was asked a question about the child trafficking rings and Alex Jones says, oh, yeah, you, you mean like Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? And they had the Joe Rogan meme, which was a hilarious meme. I think we could see that with Hunter Biden watching this like he's in that, uh, like he's in that little green room. I, I would like to see something like that, but I don't know how to make that stuff very well. Let's see. Here. <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act invests three hundred and sixty-nine billion dollars to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis and strengthening our, our economic, our energy security. It's going off. So that is really obviously what everybody's concerned about. Yeah. Gas prices are through the roof. I bought a bottle of Jim Beam the other day that used to be $15. It's $27 now. Everybody's Dang. really got that climate crisis. We need to put billions there right after we send another billion or two over to Volodymyr Zelensky in Ukraine. That's really what's on America's mind. Yeah. For working families, thousands of dollars in savings by providing them rebates to buy new and efficient appliances, weatherize their homes, get tax credit for purchasing heat pumps and Rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens, dryers. Bribes, incentives. This is something they've been talking about. They tested the stuff out with the vaccine using incentives instead of punishing. They, they, it's a combination of punishment versus incentives. You socially isolate right. people. You, you, know, you, make the, you demonize them, but you also you know, let them have sex with a prostitute if they get the jab. They can give a jab in some instances, or they can have a donut, whichever one. Same thing here. They're trying this. This is straight out of the book Nudge. Cass Sunstein, Sunstein, I don't know how you say his name, but he was Obama's literal propaganda guy who wrote a paper on demonizing conspiracy theorists while he was in office working for Obama. His book, Nudge, there's two versions. I would get the second version because it's updated. There's more examples. But he talks about this very thing that Biden is implementing right here. He's probably working with Biden's team, if I had to guess. Probably so. It gives consumers a tax credit to buy electric vehicles or fuel cell vehicles new or used. And it gives them a credit, a tax credit of up to $7,500 if those vehicles were made in America. Ooh, American auto companies, along with American labor, are committing their treasure and their talent, billions of dollars in investment to make electric vehicles and battery and electric charging stations all across America. Made in America. All of it made in America. This new law also provides tax credits that's going to create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs clean energy manufacturing jobs, solar factories in the Midwest and the South, wind farms across the plains and off our shores, clean hydrogen projects and more all across America, every part of America. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever, ever. And it's going to allow, it's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out when we ran. 
Okay, all of his climate goals, all of the climate goals from the World Economic Forum, the Council on Foreign Relations, the other think tanks very clearly gave this to, instructed him on what to do. These aren't his things. He likes to do that. He was given these things. And I love the whole thing where it's like, we made the biggest move, the biggest investments or whatever in climate ever. I mean, that's like saying we made the biggest investments and changes in unicorns, something nobody cares about. I'm not saying that climate changes, they, they don't exist or anything like that. I, you know, I'm just saying that nobody cares and they are just trying to do global fascist state controlled by Klaus Schwab and his evil friends. Well, and, and, yeah, no one cares. And I, I, I will point out, I don't know if there are other things for everyone or it's just people who own their own homes. Like it would be really great if solar would work for me. It would be really great if I could figure out a way to run my house essentially independent of the, the weather grids. Because I don't know if you're having this this issue, but my bill for July's electricity was $170 more than it was the month before. Yeah. And that hurt. And so I'm prosperity for all of America though, the inflation reduction act cam, right? Well, I'm I'm just saying, you know, I'm a renter. So does, does this mean that I can now put solar panels on top of the house that I rent or is that not allowed? Because these are things that just affect people with money. Because I can't I, – who gives a shit if – oh, sorry. Who gives a crap if I get a rebate when I can't afford to buy it in the first place? Right, exactly. So you got to get it first. And I'm sure that you're going to get – by getting that rebate from them, you're ultimately going to be tracked and in some sort of system where they're Absolutely. monitoring all of them. We but have, it's, like, it's, it's double talk because there are people – the people that they want, the people that they want to believe that this is helping them – are probably stupid enough to go, oh, that's really nice. We could get a new microwave without realizing, no, you don't have any cash in your it's bank. A, yeah, Deborah. and it's a smart microwave too, though, if you do get it. It's a smart one. Maybe you get a new vacuum, electrical vacuum. What Was it the Roomba? Is that the one that crawls around your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Roomba? Yeah. Roomba. They just got bought by Amazon, and now Amazon wow. has like mappings of the inside of everyone's house. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> oh, wow. I did, you didn't I know that, that when you got the Roomba. They have a, they have, do the Roombas have a camera? Or is I it don't just know. Like watching where it goes. I was reading some article about this and about how now that Amazon's bought this company, they're going to be able to map, or, or they already can map, the inside of everyone's house who uses the Roomba. I would destroy mine, shoot it, and throw it in the nearest lake or something like that. Of course, a fish might get stuck in it or and climate change. You know, the only thing I want is um, they have a, a, a lawnmower Roomba, essentially, that you can buy, and it'll map your yard, and you can have that do it instead of mowing your own yard. That's how I, They can map my yard. I don't care. Right, uh, and then they can drone strike <laughs> it right after they map it. I mean, they know where it is. They have my address. <laughs> we got a couple comments here. We have the Borg, which is exactly what they're trying to achieve here. How does 87K IRS agents reduce inflation? That's a, that's a good question, and I can... Promise you it wasn't asked at this little ceremony here. They did not bring that one up. And Cornelius Wolfshirt mentioned the IRA. I had that similar thought too. Isn't that like a terrorist group, the IRA from somewhere? <laughs> yeah. The it's, uh, it's the, uh, the um, Ireland uh, Republican Army. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, I like to pretend to be tr a Trump supporter just because people get so mad. It is funny to do that. I had a friend that, I think I've told you about my buddy who ran a theater. He could get away. He would have shows that was going to be full of progressives. It's nothing but progressives mm -hmm. because he was the only place in town that would let them do shows there. 
he would give them a space to do. All the progressive theaters thought they were too good to let those people come in. They, they didn't meet their requirements. So they went to the conservative-owned theater who just wanted everybody to have an opportunity. And so they would come to do their shows, and he'd be wearing his MAGA hat, his locker-up shirt. He just, he'd mess with them. And, you know, they didn't get mad at him because he was helping them. And every now and then wanted to get a little ticked off. But then they'd cool down once you talk to him. That tends to be the case, except on social media. It's about the only time it's not the case. All right, let's see what Biden has to say. Got a few more minutes here. Okay. It includes ensuring that we create clean energy opportunities in frontline and fence line communities that what have been it? smothered, smothered by the legacy of pollution. Let me take it. Fence back. line communities? Yeah, he's like- just it's Border weird. He's town? describing all, yeah, all this futuristic smart grid world. It sounds like he's describing here. I'll take it back a little bit so we hear the full context there. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever, ever. That's going to allow, it's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out when we ran. Mm-hmm. It includes ensuring that we create clean energy opportunities in frontline and fence line communities that have been smothered, smothered by the legacy of pollution and fight environmental injustice that's been going on for so long. What, did you look okay, up fence so line community? I did. Apparently, it's the same thing as a frontline community because you, in your head, when he's when in my head at least, when he said frontline communities, I I was thinking their you know their propaganda from this the last two years, nurses, uh, EMT stuff like that, right? Uh, a front a fence line community or frontline community is a neighborhood that is immediately adjacent to a company military base, industrial, or service center, and is directly affected by the noise, odors, chemical emissions, traffic, parking, or operations of the company. These communities are exposed to hazardous chemicals, high pollution levels, and environmental degradation, along with the threat of chemical explosions. I thought maybe it was like where immigrants trying to cross the border. I I thought border too. Many Many fence line communities are situated in sacrifice zones that are disproportionately inhabited by people of color, indigenous communities, and the working poor. I'm learning so much, dude. Yeah, and I'm learning a lot from the chats here. The Borg says none of the drug prices lower until 2025. And says uh we have sir tim tunnels he says that amazon really is bought from the boys isn't it well i yeah i think you might be right about that and i think that homelander they're trying to make him out to be trump is pretty much what they're doing there all right the mic is a big is the biggest polluter what is that the military industrial complex oh the the american military is the biggest polluter in the world yeah but it doesn't matter dude it doesn't matter we're gonna get smart weapons anyway right well i mean heads off I'm sure they have sacrifice zones too, but that just means something different there. My friend told me the other day, and this is a guy who he does he he's unvaccinated. I'm unvaccinated. I'm sure you are too. Probably a lot of people listening yes. to this are. If you're not, whatever. Like I, I I want the vaccine to work for me. I do not want it to be bad. Like I want it to to work. I, some people they've had, and I know people in my family have had bad experiences with it. And uh, he's a guy who he's not going to get it. But the other day he was like. I'm just waiting for them to kidnap me and give me some of that super soldier serum so they can turn me into Wolverine. <laughs> what what uh, the mix of metaphors? Uh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what if it? What if you get a knock at the door and it's Fauci? Because it, my friend hates Fauci, and oh, what yeah. if he's the one who says, 
I'm here. I just had a bowl of cigarettes for breakfast. I'm going to turn you into Wolverine. Would you accept it? And he was like, yeah, I would. And I was like, well, what if he says, roll up your sleeve, and it's just a shot. Would you still? Then he started to question it. But I've long believed that the way to get people who are anti-vax, like some group, small group of people who are anti-vax to try the vaccine is to start leaking stories of people who somehow develop some sort of superpower from the vaccine in like a freak thing. And they might start. I, I think that, that that's what I would go with if I were them. I mean, yeah, the, I could, yeah, if I could have a, an Uber healing factor in claws, I'd be I'd be all for it. Um, Sir Tim Tunnels on the Rockfin chat says sacrifice zone. That doesn't sound ominous at all well yeah but that's, that's where that's where you put zone. hunter biden's prostitutes <laughs> that's true um but the sacrifice zone that is their language not ours it's it's that what they're trying to do with the the phrase sacrifice zone is they're making uh the the people who live there especially people you, you saw who the list of you heard the list of, that i said you know uh indigenous people people of color etc it's to make that such an awful thing that they are the saviors coming in. That is what absolutely. Trump, I mean, not Trump, shoot, yeah, absolutely. Biden was saying right then is he was saying, we're the heroes. We're saving the, the fence line and frontline communities. I, I'm surprised he didn't say sacrifice zone. I, I'm surprised Biden doesn't just use the word coloreds in his normal speech <laughs> because these people are racist in their actions. They treat the minorities that they, say they want to stand for and get equity and equality for, they treat them like trash, okay? And they do it kind of with a lot of audacity, too. They can just get away with being racist because they're Democrats. So they can be racist. That's basically how they behave. There's nothing more racist than a white, uh, liberal, <laughs> anti-racist. Did I tell you about the, the white chain white. that some people I know in the art community. Wait, you mean like the I'm sorry for slavery thing? No, it was after, was it, who was the one in Georgia? I can't remember the guy's name. Was it Jacob Blake who got shot at the Wendy's? I think after that's he, he took the taser and the cops shot him after he took the taser. And then that Wendy's got burned down. Well, a bunch of people I know who I've done improv with and I've done improv warmups with. And if you've ever done an improv warmup, the whole premise of an improv warm-up is no judgment you need to free your mind so you don't judge yourself you don't judge others so just allow your mind to go and you will hear some dirty stuff so it's a real like freudian like experience so, you know and especially with the word association stuff and i've heard some of these people say the most racist horrible things that i've ever heard anybody and i don't think that they're racist i, I don't think that i i think that they we're doing an exercise and all these comedians have this thing when they start, they like to go to this line. Don't tell me I can't say it. I'll say it anyway. And so they end up saying a lot of racist stuff is what happens. And yeah. I've heard all of them say that, but then, you know, fast forward years later, Jacob Blake thing, I see them posting on Facebook about how like Trump's racist, Trump supporters are racist. And then they go and do what they call like a white fence outside the Wendy's. So a bunch of white people oh. held their hands and they formed a circle around the Wendy's while the black people cleaned up. That's the most racist thing I've ever. So they stood there holding hands while the black people did all the cleaning. It, it's almost, crazy. I can almost guarantee you that that idea came about. Um, so years ago, I saw this photo and it was a photo of Muslims praying 
in like a war zone or something. I forget exactly where it was, but a group of Christians had created this chain of holding hands around them to kind of keep them protected. And I guarantee you someone saw that picture of like some people actually doing something to help and turn it into that. Um, I do want to mention something. If, if you will give me the moment, of course, Uh, sir, Tim tunnels said people of color equals colored people. This is fascinating to me. Because the yeah. way they talk about using the phrase people of color is they they call that um, I think I think they call it uh, identity first. It's yeah. one of the two identity first or identity last. I can't remember identity. which, identity. but they start with people because they're like, you have to say people first. Right. Mm-hmm. So probably about two months ago, I was on TikTok and I saw a um a little person, as it were. Um, and this little person uh, was talking about how the preferred uh, word for little people is um, little people and not anything else. And you can't use anything else. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's interesting. You know, I would respect that if that offended you or whatever. And so I asked him, I was like, so are there words that you like or you think are funny when you hear them or what just like genuine interest that dude called me a white cisgendered christian male and (laughs) called me like a bigot and all sorts of stuff said said that i was just asking so i could have certain uh permissions to to say slurs and all of this and he he followed Uh, me and i yeah he kept commenting on my stuff i blocked him he got a different account and did like i got sucked shut up siri i got (laughs) Series listening. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I got stalked by a freaking um, little person or, you know, the word he wouldn't want me to use would be. So, you know. Yeah. I love you using a little, little bleep out there. A nice little, <laughs> nice little tool there. Do you know for certain this was actually a little person? Yes. Could it been, uh, have been, so it, what definitely was not just a progressive 50 year old woman, white lady pretending to be one. No, he was talking about me in videos. Oh my gosh, that's what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> what an honor. What, what what an exhausting way to live your life where you get offended at absolutely everything. And that's what they've conditioned a lot of these younger people to live like. Now, I would say if we had to break up Gen is it Gen Z or Gen X, the younger generation? Gen Z, right? Yeah. So I would break them up into the Starbucks and Chick-fil-A because Starbucks and Chick-fil-A are both great companies. They're just one's conservative and one is completely progressive. In fact, Starbucks, even though they're giving, I mentioned this before, and they're giving their employees everything that they want, they're now screwing themselves over because they're giving in to the influence of communists who want to unionize them, even though they're already getting everything they want from their owners and stores are shutting down and they're losing their jobs. So great job there. But if we had to break it down into that, they're convincing these Starbucks-like groups that, (laughs) <laughs> they make their way in life by getting offended all day, every day. I mean, that's got to be freaking exhausting to spend your life like that. I kind of want to go to some of these progressive improv theaters and start shouting out suggestions that I know are going to put the actors there. Because they, they made their bed by requiring a vaccine mandate, by requiring masks, by putting BLM in their window. And these, and these are people that I know. These are white guys who absolutely don't believe in any of that stuff but think they're supposed to virtue signal in order to get an audience when all they're bringing in is this this group of people who gets offended at everything. So I kind of want to go to a show and be like, oh, you're a black man who's 
telling his mother he's trans. Just stuff like that is just going to make them so they're going to fumble it, and the audience is just going to get so mad at them. I think that would be funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! The, okay, so Tiara said. I heard Ford raise the prices of their electric vehicles by seven thousand yeah. dollars today. No incentive right. more. Fantastic right. point. Yes, yeah. uh, and I, I just looked it up, and it says multiple conservative outlets. This is from Fox. Multiple conservative outlets reported this week that GM and, and Ford had raised the prices of certain electric models by between six and eighty-five hundred dollars, roughly mm. matching the seventy-five hundred dollar tax credit introduced. <laughs> the, bill. the pricing. Uh, update is completely course, unrelated to the inflation reduction act and the announcement was made well before that legislation was introduced course, said G- right. gm's Definitely. matthew Ara. oh bull crap well, of oh. course it's bull crap yeah oh Ugh. they saw the incentives the incentives were already in the bill so they were definitely aware of it before and biden talks about how how well everybody's going to be doing here and that's interesting he doesn't mention any of that at least i don't think he does unless i missed it let's find out it's a beautiful forest. It is a beautiful forest. Today, too often, we confuse noise with substance. Too often. Uh, I have to say that what? that is true. Today, too often, we confuse noise with substance. It has. It is true that Hunter Biden got really high after smoking some noise once. <laughs> and that's what we, we confuse noise with substance. So we confuse the chatter about the election not being being stolen or whatever about mandate. We, that, the substance is what Biden's doing, which is with this empty Orwellian legislation. We confuse, we confuse setbacks with defeat. Too often, we hand the biggest microphones to the critics and the cynics who delight in declaring failure while those committed to making real progress do the hard work of governing. So we must kill them. Take away their social media platforms. Call them Trumpian election deniers. I just can barely understand what this dude says at this point. He like, swears a lot. Really, I have to really focus. Like, what the hell is he saying? Right. He's he's kind of tapering off here in this one. Making progress in this country is a as big and complicated as ours clearly is not easy. It's Clearly. never been easy. But with unwavering conviction, commitment, and patience, progress does come. Your dad was right. What? And when it does, like today, people's like <laughs> Somebody, Chuck Schumer mentioned his father earlier. It would be funny okay. if he just randomly said, your dad was right. That, that would be, I wish that would have happened instead, but Schumer did mention his father earlier. Okay. Lives are made better, and the future becomes brighter, and a nation can be transformed. That's what's happening now. Yes, it is. From the American Rescue Plan that helped create nearly 10 million new jobs. So he was telling the truth there, by the way. Now he's telling how it's being transformed. Because it is. They're trying to transform it anyway. The once-in-a-generation infrastructure law that will rebuild America's roads, bridges, ports, deliver clean water, high... You seen any road... Roads being built in the infrastructure? I know there's a smart road testing site in Atlanta somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it is road yeah like a smart road that has sensors on it that can track the smart it all it's all connected it's the borg man it's all connected to the grid that's what they want the future to be there's a yeah if a smart road collects data and stuff charge your freaking car as you're driving it's not worth anything well that is one thing they have talked about is building something like that that could do that which which is interesting but what it definitely does is it can 
easily, not, not that they can't do this with our cell phones right now anyway, but it can easily map everywhere your car has gone. And they could probably shut down your car, shut down the road, shut down yeah. everything if it's connected to one grid. Speed internet to every American, to the first meaningful gun safety law in 30 years. And the Biden and oh. are still going to have an assault weapons ban, but that's another story. And Ooh. to get significant veterans health care law in decades for the first time to a groundbreaking chips and science law that's going to ensure that technologies and jobs of the future are made here in America, in America. <laughs> he's, he's very intense about that aspect of it with the, the chips law, which the chips law is another aspect of this build back better. They broke it up into three different pieces the, of legislation. The chips, the chips crisis is the only reason I don't have a PS5 right now because I would have had one when I made more money and when it initially came out. But no, COVID. I've been thinking about flipping mine for like two grand or 1500 or whatever for a while now because I got to tell you, it's such a distraction. I love Red Dead Redemption. If you you love me, you just mail it to me. That's all you do. If it comes to that, then then I'm still not. (laughs) I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe. If you get there, I'm here for you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> all this progress is part of our vision and plan and determined effort to get the job done for the American people. But but that's the thing, though. It's not getting the job done for the American people. It's getting the job done for the global order. And he's presuming that American people are progressives that share those ideals, which they're not. They're actually not. I mean, this is a radical progressive agenda they're pushing, and it's a small portion of the population that aligns with this agenda. They actually try and do this thing with the – at least I think this is what they're doing anyway. You've seen all the stories, and I've mentioned this before, where they're saying that the Democrats are paying for – they're funding these election-denying candidates in the primaries because they say they'll have a better – their candidates will have a better chance of beating them. And this has been a story a lot this week where it's been – are Democrats going to regret this because they're putting these violent, dangerous, authoritarian election deniers up against their – what if they beat them? And I believe that that is – they might be doing that, but I believe they're trying to make it seem as though those people would not have won their primaries anyway because they don't want the bandwagon effect to happen because the spiral of silence is definitely going on right now. People are remaining quiet. The spiral of silence is the silent majority. It's when you are in a group and you think that you have a minority opinion and that nobody else agrees with you. So you stay silent with your opinion. It's a sociological thing. I've done a lot of studies on it. But once others make that opinion known, they're bold enough to, then others then become bold as well, and they make their opinion known. I think they want to keep people quiet who might have questions about the 2020 election, who might not like the mandates, by making it seem as though they're only winning because Democrats are funding them and they're dangerous radicals that nobody agrees with. If, if they saw how many people actually would vote for them, people go, hey, wait a minute, I'm not alone, and they don't want that. Right. So they can look their child in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. Does he not know that everybody doesn't sniff the hair of each? I mean, just the way he says this is super creepy. You know, after you after after you get done uh, kissing and looking them on the lips, you look at them in the eye and you say, "It's like a good American does." Yeah. There was a photo of him the other day after he signed. I think it might have been the previous legislation, and everybody's clapping around him, and he's just sitting there, just gazing at this <laughs> tiny little girl next to him with this creepy smile. Oh, I mean, it was he held the gaze for about five or six seconds too long okay this was beyond thinking oh a cute little girl this was 
that's dinner or whatever, whatever the <laughs> F he's into. <laughs> that's the adrenochrome I need. Yeah, it's like how it's like how a bear stares at somebody who's laughing and waving at them. You think it's cute, but it's like looking at what it's about to eat. Yep. Everything's gonna be okay. Thanks, Everything's Jeff. gonna make it sure that the democracy delivers. The the, the democracy delivers. Yeah, I Put mean, that I want the child democracy. in the eye and say, "Honey, it's going to be okay." God, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to make it sure that the democracy delivers for your generation, because I think that's at stake. And now, I know there are those here today who hold a dark and despairing view of this country. Now. I- I guess he's not talking about people in the room. He can't be because there's clearly not Trump supporters in that room. I guess he's talking about people watching, which is probably going to be very few people watching too, outside of like us and a few other people. I'm imagining that there's two people behind the podium steadying his legs and holding him up the whole time. (laughs) Uh, But here's a question. Um, How often am I supposed to look into my children's eyes after telling them about the state of the country and reassuring them? Because I guarantee you, if you go up to any of my children, especially the oldest one, and say, hey, who's the president of the United States? He'll be like, what's the president of the United States? Because he's seven. He doesn't need that kind of weight on his shoulders. He doesn't need to know who these psychopaths are. You don't teach him about Klaus. You don't have a Klaus Schwab lesson with your. Well, I mean, we have we have the Klaus Schwab, um, you know, altar, and uh, you know, yeah, Yeah, because you know, you have to, you know, got to keep him happy. Yeah, so he doesn't come in and, and eat you alive. As part of this bill, I don't think he mentions it mentions it in the speech, but if you read the bill. If you you can get a refund, like a thousand dollar refund on whatever you got to spend it on, like a electrical car or something smart. But if you send Biden a snippet of your daughter's hair, you get that refund. Oh About yeah, two weeks. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. I'm not one of them. I believe in the promise of America. I believe in the future of this country. I believe in the very soul of this nation. Soul, baby. And most of all, I believe in you, the American people. I believe to my core, there isn't a single thing this country cannot do when we put our mind to it. We just remember. I imagine that on the teleprompter, there's a little stick figure going, (laughs) telling him what act motions to make. How big is that teleprompter, though? It's probably taking up like half the room. It's probably like a 75-incher. Who we are. We are the United States of America. There's nothing beyond our, nothing beyond our capacity. That's why so many foreign companies decide to invest their make chips in America. Their make chips? Billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. We're the best. <laughs> we have to believe in ourselves again. And now, I'm going to... This is what he tells Hunter every night before Hunter goes to sleep. Was this little speech here. <laughs> you got to believe in yourself now, son. Yeah. Now go smoke some more noise. I'm going to take action that uh, I've been looking forward to doing for 18 months. I'm going to sign the special reduction. Has he been constipated for 18 months? Maybe. It's what it seems like. He got that round of applause, if you notice, was a little bit premature. <laughs> they, they were definitely had the stage production guy going on there because you heard, you heard the first two. And then the rest It's an old theater trick that if there's a show and there's people in the crowd, but nobody's really laughing or making noises. Nobody wants to be the one who laughs first because they don't want to feel isolated. So if you go sit in the back of the room, 
And you just start laughing really loud and you get one of your buddies to do it too and clapping really loud. Others will start doing it too. And uh, it's the same. It's like the spiral of silence. It's people then feel free that they too can laugh if they think something is funny or if they appreciate something. Or sometimes even if they don't, they might just laugh because they think others get it and they don't and they don't want to feel you know, like, like they're not getting it. And that's definitely what went on there. There's a stage production guy who started the one clap. You could hear him. And then everybody else, oh yeah, it's time now. And now he's going to sit down. He's walking over to the table. He's going to sit down. And I want you to watch the action he does after he signs it. It's very distinct. Not Biden's dress. It's a woman. I don't know who she is. (laughs) She looks like a pumpkin. All right. Can't even, he doesn't even know what's oh, going on. I know where I've seen her bef- before. She was on, on top of my ice cream Sunday just last yeah. week. Right. I thought you were going to say uh, one of Hunter Biden's videos. No, not, not a concubine. Hey. Look at Schumer lurking over his shoulder. It's creepy. Yo, now look. There's Schumer slamming his hands together. Did you see his face, Biden's face, when he reached out to shake, who's that, Manchin's hand there? This yeah. is a man who's clearly out of it. Right. Or a fantastic actor. Some people think he's acting. That's brilliant acting, and he should quit the presidency and go star in old people movies right away. Right away. If that's the case. Yeah. Now, uh, now watch what he does here. It's about to do my favorite part. So for those who are just listening, Biden, before he stood up, he grabbed his big black mask and he you know, put it on in a very demonstrable way. Nobody else is wearing a mask, by the way. Right. Just but he, he's, he's being safe. And well, he th- stood up and looked just- for somebody's hand to shake, and it took him a minute to find someone willing to. <laughs> Didn't he just get COVID for the third time? He got it like three times, and then immediately after, the CDC, because he wasn't isolating the 10 to 14 days they told everybody else to for like two years now, and the CDC came out and said, you no longer have to isolate after you test positive, something like that. Although, Jill, Dr. Jill, she did test positive recently, and she's on that medicine they're trying to push right now. I can't remember what that's that's called, but the one where everybody takes it, where they get covid they they don't have COVID anymore. Then they take that medicine. Then they get COVID again. That one, whatever that one is, the rebound COVID that they've been talking about. Mm. Yeah, it's been a thing. Biden tested positive. Like he he got it. He tested negative. He was taking this new medicine, and then he tested positive for like four days in a row again. But he was getting so much done even when he had COVID. So I expect big things from Doctor Jill, who is much more coherent than Joe is here. Uh, we have frightened me. Says I just thought of the term necrocracy, dead government, necrocracy, necrocracy. Yes, yeah, that's what kind of what he said there. Yeah. All right. Who's doing that? This is such a.
shaking people's hands. Hasn't smelled anybody yet. Still got his creepy beak mask on. Schumer. And by the way, you know. All right. So he kind of shouted something at the end there, too. I almost feel sorry for him looking at that because he is, he's not with it, man. And somebody, not only is he controllable and compromisable because of his son, because literally everybody can compromise him because of yeah. Russia, China, but also the Democrats, also the Republicans. So, and he's kind of out of it. And if somebody's out of it like that, they can be. You know, they can be abused and controlled. Now, if you are out of it, you don't remember everything. So does a tyrant know that they're a tyrant when they get like Alzheimer's or something, when they forget that they're a tyrant? Is there redemption there through Alzheimer's? I don't know, but I I do like to imagine that he runs around the White House regularly going, Barry, Barry Sotero, where are you? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so Paxlovid is frightening me. That's definitely that's the medicine I was thinking about. Is Paxlovid? That's the new thing they're pushing. Is that is that Moderna? Is that Pfizer? I'm not sure. I'm sure it's probably one of them. Okay, so that took longer than I anticipated, just as everything always does. And <laughs> so we're gonna. I, I'm gonna tell you briefly a little bit that I said we're going to talk about. We're going to take this over to the XR, and that is going to be the focus on Trump that they have ignored Biden for, which obviously you can see why they ignored him. Instead, they would like to tell the public what the message to take away from the bill signing and and the legislation is going to be. And they're about to go on a nationwide marketing campaign, just like they did with COVID shots. We're going to see this for this bill. I saw a lot of the commentators talking about it. They had some of the White House communication people on there, and they were laying out their strategy. The goal was to get Americans to care about a bill where they're not going to see any price decreases, as mentioned in the comments earlier, until 2025, and everything else is disconnected to reality, to their own individual lives and their bank accounts because it's focused on climate. And they, they have this unique challenge of making people care about it. And it's ultimately going to be, in my opinion, I think, Anything you care about, they're going to do kind of bend over backwards like a creative exercise to show you how it's going. climate change is going to destroy that and this bill is going to fix it. Do you love your dog? Climate change is coming for your dog. And they'll get more specific. They'll try new ways. They'll try new incentives. We're going to see a whole the whole climate change thing, not climate change, the whole vax thing was, yeah. a, a, dim, was a, a practice round for this to make people care about this. So we'll see how they that plays out. The Trump stuff. All right, so we have, do you know what the three Trump investigations are? That's been the story the past couple of days. The three Trump investigations going, can you tell me what they are? Do you know? Well, I mean, there's January 6th, right? Of course, yeah. That's and the there's the, the, uh, the missing files, right? Right, that's down there at Mar-a-Lago, the classified right. files, yeah. Um, and him having a small penis that they're they're trying to figure that out for like for certain. I'm sure somebody's trying to figure that out, but that's not. <laughs> What's one the third of the ones one? are talking about? The third one is the Ful- Fulton County, Georgia investigation, where they're looking into Trump's attempt to reverse Joe Biden's outcome in the state of Georgia by threatening Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, into finding eleven thousand votes. Remember, I played you a clip uh, a few weeks ago where clearly shows if you listen to the whole thing or even the whole thing is like an hour if you listen to the whole thing it's obvious that trump is saying the the votes 
the votes got stolen. They were there. All you got to do is look into it and you'll find them. He's not telling him to make up votes. He's telling him to just look into the counties. And it's very clear that that's what he's saying. He's not threatening him. But one of the stories is that Rudy Giuliani is going to be testifying tomorrow for this grand jury in Fulton County, who the prosecutor, by the way, has already had to strike one of her targets in the investigation because she funded a campaign a fund, uh, she, she had a campaign fundraiser for one of her investigation targets, political opponents, a Democrat. So a little bit of bias going on there. And they're bringing Rudy Giuliani in. I was, I'm trying to try and figure out where it is. I might go down to it and see if I can uh, catch Rudy walking out and get, and get some audio or something from him. It depends on when and where it's going to be. And I don't know what kind of access it is. I feel like they are giving limited access and not providing a lot of information about this stuff because they don't want anybody asking real questions coming to them. And, or or maybe I just haven't seen it, but I'm going to try and get down there. And the other one is Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey Graham is being threat, being threatened by the, the prosecutors in Georgia to, to testify. And he's saying he's not going to come down and testify and, and the claim against him, against Lindsey Graham, is that Brad Raffensperger says, the Georgia Secretary of State, probably the most corrupt Secretary of State in the country, says that during a phone call that nobody has heard, this is just, we're taking his word for it, he says that Lindsey Graham implied to him that he needs to eliminate some of the votes. So he, he read his mind, and that is the entire basis of why they've been able to subpoena Lindsey Graham. It's really extraordinary. It sounds it sounds totally plausible and real, one hundred percent. Absolutely ridiculous. I I'm gonna I would really like to go down to that. Actually, I might do that tomorrow. <laughs> Rudy down there. You know, Rudy's crazy. I don't like Rudy. I think the guy's crazy, and he was all yeah. he didn't care about nine eleven, all that weird stuff with nine eleven. Yep. Like he might have known about it. I don't know. These people are all nuts. All right. Enough rambling. We're going to go to the DMB XR, the Drive Time News Blast XR, the exclusive portion of the show where we will continue and we're going to play some clips that demonstrates how the media is talking about these Trump investigations and I believe highlights what they're really after, which is furthering the Great Reset through these Trump, creating the collectivist versus individualistic mindset with the individuals being the enemy so they can snuff out that individualistic thought. And if we have time, We're going to do something that's one of my favorites, and we're going to hear from Bernstein, and I knew this would happen, Carl Bernstein of of Watergate fame and his thoughts on the raid of Mar-a-Lago and the impending investigation. He has some unique thoughts that he's never said the exact same thing before about everything, I promise you. (laughs) Uh, Can I say the have a fantastic rest of your day part? Of course. Can I say that? You go ahead and and do it. Are are, are we ready for this? Wait, let me tell everybody where to get that extra content. Oh, yes. You go to... Patreon.com slash propaganda report to get the audio only of that. If you want to get the video, then you can go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. But if you want to get access to the Patreon and the the XR that we do every time we do a drive time at News Blast, then patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today. All right, Cam, take it away. Have a fantastic rest of your day. 